0: And today's guest is Misty B. She writes humorous books about life on the road to recovery. And her latest is, If You Leave Me, Can I Come With You? And today, she is here to discuss how to know whether you are in a relationship with a codependent or a narcissist or not. So welcome, Misty B. Hi. Thanks for having me, Stacey. I appreciate it. Well, it's our pleasure, and let's talk about some signs people should be on the lookout for that you might be living with a narcissist. Okay, well,
1: um, there is a rise. While there is a rise of people you know, suffering from a lot of self-love, there's really not a lot of narcissists. So the chances that you're actually living with a real narcissist is, is slim, but um, there are telltale, tell-tale warning signs. Um, one is they are obsessed with you, which is not the same as love. So they move very fast in relationships. They say things like they love you very quickly. And if you question that, they say things like, well, there's nothing wrong with moving fast. I know that I want and it's you. And it sounds romantic, but it's not. You. They've just targeted you as their next supply for their narcissistic need. Um, they rarely accept no as an answer, and, and it's not always uh, clear what they're doing, but their manipulation is key. So um, no never means no to a narcissist. It always means I'll just keep asking in a different way until I get what I want. <laughs> um, then the subtle but backhanded compliments are very common. So the, at the bottom of it is they're trying to... Um, convince you that you're very lucky to have them in your life and they'll they'll remind you in whatever way they can so there's always a consistent theme of you're, you're lucky to have me um, and of course control comes along with all that so if if they're constantly watching you looking at your emails checking your texts, you might not even know it but there's all there is a sense that you're being controlled and people in relationships with narcissists must be controlled or they won't be in the relationship any longer and the last thing is that domination, which is is when control just gets to the point where there's there's no other options. Um, and that's usually in the last phases of a relationship. But these are some pretty big signs, and, and when you're around them, you start to feel them, and it's very uncomfortable.
0: And so would you classify a relationship with a narcissist as a go-nowhere relationship? <laughs>
1: yes, I definitely would and I am not a mental health expert, I'm just uh, uh, every woman who's actually had relationships with genuine narcissists. Um, and I, you know, the thing is is that there is nowhere to go because narcissists are fundamentally incapable of change. It, it, I probably will get a lot of che- jeers for this, but you cannot change a narcissist. It's not as if they're an addict and they can change their behavior fundamentally in their personality they are unable to love themselves and anyone else. You're not going to fix them.
0: And is that what a relationship with a narcissist or someone who is codependent looks like? It's the one uh, person who is not the narcissist. Uh, they are always trying to fix them, uh, and it just isn't working, and and, and that's, uh, again, going nowhere.
1: Yeah, I would say that... Um, you know, like the the codependent and the narcissist are like Lucy and Ethel, Ernie and Bert, cheese and macaroni. You know, the narcissist wants control and domination, and the codependent gives loves to give up their power. So it's like the match made in anti-mental health heaven. Um, and I think that t- definitely there are the the dance is the same. The codependents still think they're worth pursuing. The narcissists are masters of the pursuit. Once they get what they want, they don't want it anymore, and then it triggers all the codependents. Um, fear of abandonment, you know, intimacy. Um, And in those relationships, they tend to, the person on the opposite side of the narcissist tends to question themselves a lot, second-guess themselves. That's the nature of that relationship. And these are people, codependents are people who struggle with their own self-value anyway. So to get all this lavish attention from someone, even if it's only for a few weeks, makes, you know, sort of makes them feel lovable again, but there's nothing at the core of it. You know, it's like, it's like a mm-hmm. com- it's cotton candy. There's absolutely nothing there. It's not to say these are soulless, heartless people. It's just to say they're really damaged. And um, it is, it is to stay in a relationship with a narcissist, you must not look at yourself honestly. You cannot look at yourself honestly, or you will not be in that relationship any longer.
0: And so what tips would you share with our listeners about living with a narcissist? <laughs> My first mm-hmm. tip would
1: be probably don't do it. Um, <laughs> but I think, you know, um, you know, there are people who are married and they are with a narcissist or they are, you know, their parent or a sibling, a child, you know, we've, we do have narcissists. They exist. It's not as if I'm saying, you know, bury them under the rug and, you know, go away or, you know, send them off on some train and don't go pick them up. I'm just saying that it is fundamentally a, di- a very difficult um, challenge. Um, I think the thing that is just being really aware um, and it's kind of a vigilant thing. I, I think that knowing that there are things like gaslighting, it's very common that a narcissist will. Make a person think that they're crazy by doing things and saying things and then saying, no, I never said that or no, I didn't do that. And it can truly make, it's the movie Gaslighting, you know, the old 1950s movie Gaslighting um, where the narcissist can thoroughly convince the other person that they didn't say what they said. So maybe one thing is, is be very clear about your communication. And if you have to document it, document it and not to be militant, but If you know you said something, write it down and say, no, I actually did say that. This is especially important in a work situation because you probably will encounter narcissists in work situations. So document. The other thing is just remember that as they are excitable and as much attention as they lavish on you, it will go away at some point. And so just be ready for those times when they are now needing a new supply of attention. They're going to start focusing their energy on something else. And you have to just be willing to go, that. What they are and what they do, um, if it's a situation where you're with a child or a, you know a parent, you just know that that's part of the pattern, and you cannot take any of this personally because it 's really not um, and the other thing is that they do need an incredible amount of adoration, and um, if that's something that you can deal with, then you know a lot of a lot of kindness, a lot of um, adoration goes a long way with them but don't be tricked into feeling that it's it's uh, love they they are not necessarily wanting your love um they want your attention so give them a lot of attention um and again I just go back to you know I do come from a spiritual perspective so I think in this situation you need a higher power <laughs> you need something else other than your own wits because they're very intelligent bright people and and difficult to live with um, so I think just being really aware of your own triggers as well, what gets you upset and have a community of people. I mean, really, that is what my my community is about. That You know, I'm in, a, I'm in a recovery community and a lot of it is about learning how to deal with personalities that are very difficult, which include narcissists and how to handle them, how to handle myself around them.
0: All right, Misty. Well, I want to thank you for being here with us and tell tell our listeners that they can learn more about you and get more information on your new book. If you leave me, can I come with you on your website, which is yes. com, and that's B's and boy Wright, writes w r i t e s com, and of course Amazon as well. So thanks Misty.
1: Thank you so much, Stacy. I appreciate it. It was great to be on again.
0: And this podcast is presented by Annie Jennings of the national publicity firm, Annie Jennings PR, the creator of JenningsWire Online Magazine. JenningsWire is capturing the heart of America with a rich community of talented, insightful, and relevant bloggers and podcasters. So please visit JenningsWire.com and discover the blogger that is just right for you. Till next time.